0: Welcome to A Wild New Work, a podcast about how to take wise, soul-centered action in your work life, all based on the wisdom of nature. I'm Megan Leatherman, a mother to two small kids, coach, writer, and amateur ecologist living in the Pacific Northwest, and I'm your host today. Hey friend, welcome back, and welcome if this is your first time tuning in. I'm recording this in the late spring season. We're moving into the summer with the solstice on June 21st, but we're not there yet. The sun is still in the sign of Gemini. The sun will move into the sign of Cancer on that solstice, which is the longest, brightest day of the year and the official beginning of summer. But of course, the seasons aren't These hard line shifts; they're these much more nuanced, sort of like watercolor uh, transitions from one season into the next. So we're definitely in a watercolor-like experience that liminal period from the spring into really the heart of summer. I've been thinking a lot about pollinators and pollination, just as I see all of the activity of the bees and butterflies and birds and these pollinators are literally making life happen they're carrying information from one plant to the next they are exchanging DNA for these plants and this is so in tune with what our ancestors would have studied in astrology as they kind of looked at and worked with the sky and came up with archetypes and gods and goddesses and belief systems that mirrored what they were seeing in the natural world. So it's the se- it's the season of Gemini and Gemini is an air sign. It's mutable. It takes us from one season to the next. It is this very dynamic, moving, cross-pollination type of energy and it's ruled by Mercury who was the god of divination, of communication, of commerce and exchange. So there's this like energy being it's like we're surrounded by all of this buzz and activity and messages and information and that can feel really overwhelming but it can also be transformative if we're still enough and quiet enough to be able to hear the messages that are for us to be good channels for the information that wants to come through and to sort of be spacious enough to you know, reach our hand out and grab the messages or the poems or the insights on the wind that are wafting by. So in this season, when we're between spring and summer, we're being shown how to exchange, how to honor the importance of the messages that we're receiving, that we're giving, and also really the importance of the words that we are using, the messages that we send to ourselves and to others into the ether. You know, there's an old adage that says words are spells. There is an ancient truth in the idea that what we speak has energy behind it. It has a unique reverberation in our bodies and out into the world, into the bodies of others, into the energy of the world around us. Many people believe that the words we use can actually create and shape our future and today I want to focus on the power that words have in shaping our perspectives about our current situation, collectively and individually, particularly in the realm of work and vocation. Words have a tremendous power to shape our perception. A couple of years ago, I was in a pretty tough time in my business and I would see my parents frequently and you know, they would always ask like how How is work? How is it going? And I would describe it to them the same way every time. I would often use the same words. I would say, oh, you know, I don't have enough clients or it's slow or I don't know what I'm doing. It's feeling really hard. I don't know if I'm gonna keep going over and over and over again. And not only did this feel like a true description, I I felt like I was truly describing how it really was it also created a feedback loop in my being, in my body. So when I would hear myself saying this, I could feel the sensation of shutting down. I felt like I wanted to sort of bring my shoulders forward and kind of curl up in the fetal position. It really limited my perspective to those particular words, to that one way of describing my situation. I was sort of just caught up as I was speaking, I was just creating and cementing this one line of perception. And during one of the last types of these conversations with my parents, I realized that by constantly conjuring up this reality, I was shutting out a lot of what was actually going well in my business. I wasn't telling the whole truth, even though the words I was using felt so truthful. It felt like, oh, it really is this bad. But actually, it wasn't. (laughs) So I experimented with the truth, first to myself, then to others, which was that some things were going great and others were still kind of hard. And I literally felt different in my body when I was describing the situation in this new way, with more nuance, with different words, And so that reality really began to grow. Some things did really take off. Others needed to be composted. But I stopped telling the story that everything was broken because that wasn't true. And when I focused on the whole truth, I saw my successes and my potential for more success. And I saw that, of course, there are some things that are going to be hard. I'm just, I'm learning and making this up as I go. And so something much more dynamic and truthful and colorful, I think, has come to fruition. I'm more able to see that it's a more complex picture than I was painting before. And this comes up in my work with clients all the time. I'm sure there are places where your words are building a reality that's not always totally true. I have a lot of clients who When we start working together are really stuck in loops of using the same language, the same words over and over again to describe their situation or how they feel. You know, I feel, I am stuck, I'm overwhelmed, I'm burnt out, I'm hopeless, I'm lost. And it's not that those can't be true or aren't true, but when we use the same narrative, the same language, the same words over and over and over again, it deepens these neural pathways in our brains that say this is how it is and how it will always be. It limits our ability to see the whole picture. And sometimes we think we're describing reality when actually we are creating it, right? When I would tell my parents, Ugh, you know, this is going really... If this is really hard. I don't know if it's gonna keep going. Um, I don't have this, this, and this. I would just cement that picture, and I would be just living in that. I would tell my body, myself, that that was how it really was. And so, of course, I'm not gonna feel motivated to do anything differently. Of course, I'm not gonna feel like I'm free to explore some other things or free to get the help that I need, right? I thought I was describing the actual truth of the situation, but I was just recreating a narrative that was just a partial truth, but that felt familiar to me. So one of the most important ways that we can change the energy and how we're relating to a situation that feels hard is to change our language around it, to use new words, to stop using Um, the same language that we've always used to, even when we try a new word, to experiment with new words every time, to make every description when someone asks how our work is going a little bit different, to step out of these deep neural pathways that say, this is me, this is how it is with Dfinity, and bring in a more nuanced approach. So maybe instead of saying, I'm really stuck, you could say, I'm in a liminal place with a lot of unknowns. (laughs) Or instead of saying over and over again that you're overwhelmed, you could try, you know, I'm carrying a lot right now and I'm feeling the weight of that in my body. Or instead of constantly describing yourself as burnt out, you could try, you know, I'm experiencing the collective grief of collapse and change and I need more time and space. Or instead of saying that you're hopeless, you don't have any hope about your future, you know, I can't see the end of this right now and that's really uncomfortable. The key here is that it has to feel true in your body. Not true like this is the same way I describe work all the time, but true in your body like this is how it really is for me holistically right now. You know, mantras are great and I encourage you to play with them and I'm a total advocate for using you know the same line as long as it feels true in your body but in my experience it doesn't really work to just pull off a mantra from the shelf that someone else has created because it doesn't have that particular like resonance and zing in your body. So we have to find the language that feels true and empowering and spacious to us. And it does take a little bit of space for the truth to emerge. We have to drop in out of that neural pathway and kind of go into that heart space and see what is really true for me right now. Is it possible that I'm not just lost permanently, Maybe it's just that I don't know the way on my own right now, but I'm here to learn and I'm ready to try something new. So expanding the language a little bit and getting away from these buzzwords or these common um, words that have a lot of like collective weight behind them. So if you are in the midst of a job search or if you're wanting to make a meaningful change in your work or if you're just like tired of hearing yourself complain about the same thing, which I totally do and have to practice getting out of, play around with your words. This is really powerful. If words are spells, if there's any truth in the idea that words help to shape our reality, this is a great time to try some different really out there language to talk about the whole truth, which is usually a lot less dire, a lot less black and white than we think. So if you're in a job search that's feeling hard, you know, see what it's like to use more optimistic language if you're down about it, or see what it's like to be a little more truthful about how it's going. If you feel like you're sort of ignoring how hard it it feels to you, play around with different words and different realities here. Speak the reality that you want. You know, instead of just, I'm stuck, you could say, I'm in the midst of a change. I'm opening up to a new way of being. You know, part of me is being composted. I'm blooming. I'm like a ripe strawberry ready to be plucked and enjoyed. Like, try to be playful around about it, but find the language that feels true to you. This just takes like a second of awareness and intention. You can do it mid-conversation if you're talking to a friend about a work project and you notice that you're using the same language to describe how it is and how you feel and how shitty everyone is and whatever, you know, whatever language is sort of cemented in your psyche. Take a deep breath and pause and just try a few different words, a few different ways of describing it, not to, like, ignore what feels true for you or to diminish the the things that are hard that are happening, but to expand the picture a little bit and honor the fact that nothing is the same forever. Nothing is permanent. You know, these seasons are constantly shifting Um, Work is constantly shifting. Our perceptions and realities change. So maybe one day it is a certain way and another day you could describe it in a totally different way. Um, But language and words are always at your disposal and they can really change how you feel in your body and what you can see. Like, What is possible for you to notice and have clarity about in this situation. So play around with this and if you try it, you know, let me know how it goes. You can always find me on Instagram at a wild new work or on LinkedIn, of course. Um, I also want to make sure that you know about my small group class coming up. It's called Living Into Purpose and it's a five-week study of your soul, what it came to this earth to do, and what it wants you to know about your work and your life. It starts June 22nd right after the summer solstice and I would love to have you if this resonates with you. You can learn more at the link in the show notes or at awildnewwork.com slash living dash into dash purpose. So I hope this felt empowering and just like a little microdose of inspiration. Um, I will be back with you in two weeks once we're sort of into and close to the summer season. Um, Take such good care and I'll see you on the other side.